heaven can be distributed through a heart that is solidified in belief. When you believe, belief is the ability to have the kingdom of heaven as your core and walk unmovable, unshakable, undenying the kingdom of heaven's power to change circumstances. We are ambassadors of light and I am here to recruit. <laughs> you guys are beautiful expressions of the reality of heaven. You guys are like diamonds. You guys are, when the, when the glory shines on you, the brilliance of God colors everything around. You walk into rooms, you guys are human air conditioners. Just when you walk in, you walk into a Starbucks, you guys change atmospheres. You guys are conduits of the glory of the kabod, of the lightnings of heaven. In the book of uh, Acts, when the fire fell, you can translate that fire as lightnings. The lightnings of heaven fell on these people, and the lightnings of heaven was what caused them to start speaking in tongues and drew a cloud, a crowd of people, and all of a sudden, all these people were pricked to the heart, and there was two types of people that reacted to the lightnings of heaven. There was those who were offended and said, these guys are drunk, and then those are who actually were pricked to the heart because there was an area of the heart that was soft enough to be pricked. And they were convicted and converted, and people were added to the church daily. The lightnings of God, we are conduits of the lightnings of God. You guys are beautiful expressions of the, of the throne room in heaven. We are the temple of God on the earth. The courtrooms of heaven, the throne room of heaven, all that design in the heavenly realms are, is actually inside of us. We are vibrating beings that contain God. Uh, holy. That realization, when we realize that and we have that as our core, that belief is like an atomic bomb everywhere we go. Fearlessness becomes our signature. And we become people who express power. Oh my gosh. Okay, so now let me introduce ourselves. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, so I, woof. Oh, I had to get that off my chest. That was awesome. <laughs> okay, my name is Eddie. My wife is Erin. I, I love my wife very much. Um, she adds so much to me. Uh, she is a blessing to my life. God gave her to me as a gift. <laughs> and um, uh, she and I met in Redding, California. Uh, over at Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. I went out there with $300 in my pocket um, and just a vision to just uh, bring revival. You know? um, and I went out there, God provided. I mean, people would come up to me left and right randomly, say, I want to give you money, I want to bless you. I graduated school with random people housing me and giving me money. Uh, 
she was actually my school teacher at the time. Because there, yeah, so this is, I know, it was like, I, we always see the same exact thing, strictly platonic. Nothing, no, you know? <laughs> like, here for Jesus. <laughs> and um, uh, I left, we went, I went to Tampa, Florida, planted a small church, not based on advertisement, but people were, uh, were getting healed of like scoliosis and people's backs were getting straightened up and they were getting taller and somebody got healed of AIDS. Some homeless person got healed of AIDS, got a job and, you know, got, got a house and got restored and um, uh, like people were getting just healed left and right. So people were coming because of the miracle signs, wonders, and the power. Um, uh, and um, she was wanting to go to New York to do something in the beauty industry. She messaged me on Facebook, and we told this story last night. Um, uh, she messaged me on Facebook, and she was like, hey, um, uh, I was wondering if you know of any place where I can stay while I am in New York City. And I said, uh, sorry, I don't know you. I, I, was, I didn't recognize her photo. I didn't know, I didn't know who she was at, at the time. Um, uh, and I was really militant when it came to like internet stuff, you know. And um, uh, so I got off of the internet. Two weeks passed by. I get on the laptop in Starbucks to find out. I mean, to uh, write out a sermon. And she popped. She's she left a message. She's like, I'm your. I was your revival group. Uh, revival group uh, pastor. Da 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 da. Or uh, um, she was an intern under the revival group pastor, but she was over our team. And um, uh, don't you remember me? And I was like. I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to not remember you. <laughs> and uh, she, I told her, I was like, I'm not in New York, I'm actually in Tampa, Florida. And she was like, within the two weeks that you didn't contact, with, contact me, I decided not to go to New York. But now I'm in St. Pete, which is five minutes over the bridge. <laughs> so I was like, oh, what do I do with this? <laughs> so I, I played it off, you know, I was like, call me. Yeah, or what did I say? Come to the meeting tonight. Call me. Call me. <laughs> so uh, we had we had a meeting that night. She walked into the door. She had rollerblades on. She just glided in. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking for the rollerblades, couldn't find them. And, um, so uh, we started dating, got married. There you go. <laughs> Pray for war. So, uh, Pray for war. Yeah. Pray, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we multiplied. So now we got three kids. <laughs> In a nutshell, I mean, um, we have three beautiful babies. We enjoy Jesus. We enjoy revival. We're all about um, revival in the household. We are training our kids in revival culture. Um, uh, my baby goes up to different people. One of the things that one of my babies does, Ariana, she, she goes up to somebody and says, hey, so what's your song? Alyssa, Ryan, I love you guys. <laughs> Sorry, just got distracted. <laughs> They used to be in a, a little house church we had in Florida. They were real good friends of ours, and we'd hang out all the time. So, um, uh, where was it? You guys were distract, distracting me. Um, What's your song? So my, my daughter um, asks people and says, hey, um, what's your song? Just randomly. And it would, people would get perplexed. They're like, what in the world? <laughs> And but the reason why she asks that was because at night we would hold them and we would sing in tongues. And um, she was like, can I sing? And I'm like, you're like, yeah, what's your song? She's like, let me see. La, 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 you know, and she starts, and then she starts 
verse, and then she started speaking in tongues and singing in tongues as well. And so our we have a routine that we would pray with the babies, and they would all sing in tongues and dance and stuff like that. When we when we're tired, we don't do that. Go to sleep. I'm veg out. But most of the time, we pray and sing in tongues. You know, we're real people. You know, that love Jesus. Um, uh, so yeah, like I said, thank you guys for having us. Um, uh, thank you so much for being so responsive to the worship. You guys are amazing. I'm, I, what I feel here, and it's hilarious because I have um, a whole thing prepared, but the Lord spoke to me and he said he wanted me to come with the prophetic element uh, into, this, uh, into this meeting. And there's definitely going to be training. Um, uh, our the ministry that we do is called Kingdom Lifestyle. And uh, we are all about the king's domain to be established into every area of our lives. And uh, we believe family should have kingdom core values. We believe um, uh, uh, social life should have kingdom core values, our emotional intelligence, our um, uh, social intelligence. Every part of our life should have kingdom core values where the king's domain can be a reality. And it's not just something we do in church. Um, uh, but with all of those core values established, um, there is the goal of the gospel. And the goal of the gospel is when there is so much consumption with your life because you've established a kingdom in your core that the fire of God is irresistibly, uh, um, uh, it's irresistible to um, withhold the passion of Jesus mm -hmm. for the lost. You know, you have been consumed with the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ. He did not consider it equal. Oh, here it is. Let me read that to you. Guys, real quick. I just, I just, that's, I just jumped into my spirit right here. It says, let nothing be done through uh, strife or vainglory, but in the lowliness of mind, let each esteem each one better than themselves. Look not to every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal to God, but made himself of no reputation, Look, took upon himself the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient even unto death and the death of the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that, that at that name, Jesus, every knee shall bow. Everything in heaven, everything in earth, everything under the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of the Father. So this mindset of a, of to be conformed to where the, the kingdom of heaven has dominated your life, mm. where the perception of reality is no more the self-defense mechanisms of fear, of past experiences being a filter for how you live reality on this earth, but it is literally the confidence and the authority of God to move forward, plunder hell because it's uh, darkness is an illusion in the light of light. <laughs> and the reality of the kingdom can be dominated in every scenario. 
So, I mean, that's what we're about. We love kingdom dominion. We love kingdom lifestyle. And our, what our heart is to empower people to live in that reality. You know? So when we, when we sing up here and we're praying and we're talking and we're just kind of like, you know, speaking and preaching, our main objective is kingdom dominion, kingdom reality, establish it. Having people rise up in authority and put on the armor of light and move in the likeness of Jesus Christ. Because it is, and I'm saying this out of an injustice, but there is an injustice in my spirit personally that when there is people in the likeness of Jesus sitting and just not really moving forward and taking dominion, but all that power, all that beauty, yeah. all that radiance, the kingdom of heaven inside of us, shaking, vibrating with, a, with an everlasting radical love inside of us, mm -hmm. and it sits there because of doubt. I want to take that doubt and snuff it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it, it, it shakes me inside. I remember a, a testimony of Smith Wigglesworth, and this is one of the guys that I had a Bible, and I had a book, and it was a Smith Wigglesworth book, and I walked around with it, and I had it everywhere I went. And I was, uh, I was from New York, so I had a little swag on me, so it looked a little weird, you know, and I would ride around in my Nissan Ultima with my seat back, Kind of like, you know, still have that New York swag with hill songs blasting with the windows down, you know? And um, people would drive with me and they just kind of stare at me while I'm driving. And so, one of the main objectives for myself was a radical lifestyle. I did not like compromise. If I was invested in something, it's full force. It's almost to the point where I forget everything else and I have to kind of bring myself in sometimes. But Smith Wigglesworth had this uh, story that I would read and I would, I would kind of meditate and I would imagine how it, how it was. He was up there preaching one time. He was preaching a radical sermon of faith and he was talking about the kingdom of heaven and there was a covenant of witches in the very back row of the, of the, uh, of the, what do you call it, the auditorium, whatever. And um, uh, his response was untraditional. He put down the mic, and since there were pews and the chairs weren't um, uh, pinned together, there was an actual long uh, bench. Um, he went to the very back, grabbed that bench, you know, kind of stocky guy, picked up that bench with all those covenant of, of people, picked it up, and slammed it on the floor. Boom! And they all were up in the air and they fell, all fell down. And when, the, when they fell down, the power of God hit that covenant of witches and they all started slithering on the floor and he kicked them all out. And then the power of God was able to infiltrate and all of a sudden miracle signs, wonders, and power started breaking out. And so what I'm saying is that there is this fearlessness against Anything that would try to manipulate the power of God from moving. The reality of the kingdom is no joke. <laughs> we need to be a people that believe. Jesus said, the Pharisees were like, how? How? Science, wonders, miracles. How? He said, believe. Just believe. It's like, all right. Thank you for the long sermon. <laughs> it's a real simple thing belief is our core kingdom reality that we have 
sold out to. And we, have, and we say to ourselves, there is energy, there is emotional energy that we exhort because I believe personally that the energy, our, our emotions are our mental, is our mental energy. Emotions to me is mental energy. And so the renewed mind releases affections towards the Father and towards the lost. Very focal, very focal. Unrenewed mind worries and fears and does not have a focus, but whatever wind it takes, it will drive you up the wall with anxiety and all these cares of the world. And next thing you know, five years later, you're like, well, how did I get here? The waves of your emotion have taken you into a place where you never intended to go. We are to believe where our core value is, our solidifier, that the emotions of the renewed mind takes us into a focal point of how and who we were created. We were created to pierce darkness. We were created to move in light. We were created to be real. People with faltering emotions because of the unrenewed mind tend to meditate every time they meet or with somebody or they go into a different situation. How do I act? Because they don't know themselves. I'm going to connect with this person. Okay, this person has this type of personality. I'm going to adjust myself here. Or this situation has this certain... And I don't want to dive into all that. That's psychological stuff. But, you know, that's darkness. The study of the darkness has nothing to do with the study of light. Because you just turn on the, turn on the light switch. Yeah. But to believe. To believe. I've been in situations, and I have a buddy of mine. He's going to, he's going to see this, and he's going to be really... And he's going to be like pretty um, uh, happy I mentioned him like this. I don't know. <laughs> but um, uh, when you believe, you can, by a snap of the finger, your words in prayer are an expression of your belief. So if I'm praying for somebody and I say, I command the vertebrae and this, this, and that, and I command this, this, and that, and you are expressing your belief. Okay? It's awesome. But it also can be an exp it, it also can be expressed in a snap of a finger. Check it. Next thing you know, because of your belief, you express your belief. It doesn't have to be accurate. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be um uh, um what is it? Articulate perfectly. Articulated perfectly. It has to come from a core where the core dominion of the kingdom of heaven has been dominated, has dominated your being and you believe. And when you express, this just happens. It's just something that happens. I've, I've been in situations where um, uh, I've seen somebody where um, they have been in a, um, uh, they had iron rods going from their back all the way down to their legs. They walked into a meeting with the walker and I just told him to get up. Me saying get up was just an expression of my core belief. My solid, renewed mind yeah. had an emotional energy with an affectionate focal point of pleasing the Father and taking out the injustice of men. And, my, and, and because there was this belief core, I said get up. And the guy trembled and got up, and he was like, 
I can get up without the walker. And I was like, now start walking. There was another expression of my belief that collided with his doubt. Yeah, if you on. guys doubt, there's not a problem. Belief collides with doubt, just like light collides with darkness, and there is no competition. Wow. So the reality of the kingdom is one big, giant, authoritative bully. Wow. <laughs> no competition. And so this guy started walking around, and he started bending around, and he's like, I'm not supposed to bend like this. There's iron rods in my back. I'm not supposed to be able to walk like this. Now there's, I have iron rods in my back. I'm like, you don't have iron rods in your back anymore. <laughs> and he's like, oh my gosh. And he's walking out the meeting, you know? So, I mean, <laughs> belief creates reality. Internal belief creates the reality outside. So... What we're going to be talking about, and I have not been reading too many, I did read a scripture from Philippians, so I kind of did the whole reading the scripture thing, but <laughs> there's, a, there's a scripture, the book of Acts, chapter 5, verses 12, um, it says, and the hands of the apostles, through the hands of the apostles, there were many signs and wonders uh, brought among the people, and they were all in one accord in, by Solomon's porch, verse 13, and the rest of the men did not dare to join them, but the people magnified them. And the believers were added more and more in the multitude uh, of both uh, men and women. Verse 13 and 14, really quick, it talks about um, there was a group of people that magnified them. And then there was a group of people that were added on to them. You see those same groups of people in the book of Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost came and Peter stood up and said, his very first sermon was to explain the drunkenness of his people. He's like, my little clique here are not drunk, I'm sorry. They have not been drinking liquor. There has not been no Sainai's or like Old English or there's, there's no <laughs> uh, whiskey involved here. I'm sorry, there is no bars around and it's nine o'clock in the morning, okay? They're not drunk as you suppose, though. That was his very first sermon, because they were all speaking in tongues and going crazy. And some of them were like, they, they are drunk. They, you know, these guys are drunk, man. And some of them were like pricked to the heart, like, oh my gosh, I gotta, I gotta connect with these guys. Yeah. And those two types of people were split. And when they were split, those people um, illustrated the condition in the heart of men who believe and who don't believe. In the book of Acts, chapter, thir uh, chapter 5, verses 13 and 14, it says there, there was a bunch of people that did not dare add themselves to this group. But they magnified them. They're like, I'm not messing with those guys. Yeah, they were drunk. They're, 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 the, they're the weird ones that like act wild, but I'm not going to connect with them. But they are awesome people. You know, but they're a little bit scared. Okay? <laughs> Verse 14, it says, but, the, but believers were added to them. Hmm. Multitude of both men and women. So really the deciding factor there is Jesus came and said, I did not come to bring peace, peace, peace. But I have come to bring a sword dividing the sheep and the goats. And I have come to bring this sword. And this sword isn't to divide the Christians and the worldly people. I'm so sorry. 
Some of y'all don't want to break anybody's bubble. Just because we are here doesn't mean <laughs> that we are the group that believe. God has divided the believers and the non-believers. People who believe, the Bible says signs and wonders will follow them. People who believe have connected, and this is a really strong word, I'm sorry for this. People who believe have a supernatural dependency on the spirit of wisdom and they do not move in fretting, stress, or fear. So people who believe are connected, like in the book of Ephesians. Let's, connect, let's go back to the book of Ephesians here. Wait. I'm going to get to a focal point, guys. It, it turned off. Move because 
the slight expression of the extreme belief inside of us shakes darkness. And the, Reinhard Bunke said something amazing. He said, if, if you got the Holy Ghost, you don't need coffee and cake. <laughs> Reinhard Bunke said, if you have the Holy Ghost, you don't need coffee and cake. Why? Because the Holy Spirit quickens inside of us the functionality and the energy that we're supposed to and are called to move in. The functionality and the work mission of Christ and the ability to do what God has called us to do is the byproduct of believing. And there's a challenge in the spirit right now to take upon ourselves the workmanship, the, uh, the work of Christ, the train tracks, ride the train tracks. And if anything, this meeting should be like, Lord, am I, this is a wild question, Am I a believer? Am I? <laughs> it's like I like I love you, Jesus. Like I come to church, I read the Bible, but do I believe the one I love? Do I believe what I read? Do I believe the one who I gave my life for? Holy. This is what makes us ambassadors of light. This is what equips us to take our city. The light of Jesus Christ is inside of us. And that alone 